Ariel Hawani's MMA show is presented by Modelo, brewed for those with a fighting spirit. Hello, friends. I hope you're doing well. Welcome back to a brand new edition of DC and Hawani. It's a very special day. Today is the two-year anniversary of my first day at ESPN. How about that? We've come so far, and there's so much to talk about, as always, in the world of mixed martial arts. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, there's a whole lot going on as well in the world of professional basketball. My other love. I thought they were going to Disney. I thought the season was starting July 30th. Now I'm a little worried. All kinds of concerns are popping up left and right. I don't know what to make of it all. I'm a little worried. I'm a little confused. I'm very anxious. Well, I'm always anxious, but in particular about this, because I really want to see the NBA come back. And so I turned to my guy, Brian Windhorst, who I spoke to on the radio this past weekend, which was a lovely experience. Anyhow, he joins Mina Kimes on today's episode of ESPN Daily. It's the ESPN Daily podcast. And he, of course, will give us all the latest on the NBA's plans for returning. So I can't wait to listen to that. ESPN Daily is one of my favorite podcasts here at ESPN. In fact, I was on it just last week. I hope you leave them a review and tell them how much you enjoyed my appearance so that I can come back time and time again. They'll be their most, uh, their most listened to guest and they'll use me each and every week and my life will be tremendous as we embark on year three of my time here at ESPN. In any event, you can get ESPN Daily wherever you get your podcasts. So please do leave them a review, give them the five stars, give them love and let them know you love the nose as well. Anyhow, time now for the program. A reminder, listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ariel Helwani's MMA Show. Back in your life. On this Monday, June 15, 2020. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new edition of DC and Helwani. Presented by Modelo. Modelo Especial. Brewed for those with a fighting spirit. I'm Ariel Helwani. That over there is DC, a.k.a. Daniel Cormier, joining us from his palatial estate in beautiful San Jose, California. DC, how are you? Yeah, I'm in... I'm technically in Gilroy. Oh, don't, don't do us like that, though. Oh, my bad. Don't do us like that. It's Gilroy, baby. San Jose area. You know, I love the Bay Area. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm chilling, working out, just doing my thing. Well, man, do we have a lot? You know, each and every week I say we have a lot to talk about. In particular this week, we have a ton to talk about. There's so much to get to right off the bat. But I'm just wondering, are you wearing a Louisiana sweatshirt because of what your boy Dustin Poirier said about you on Friday? Did you hear that comment? You know, I really haven't listened to anything because okay. I'm I'm in my zone right now. You know, I've mm. got something to get prepared for. Okay. But, you know, I, I I I'm from Louisiana. I'm I'm Lafayette's favorite son. You know, they love me. You know, and and the fact that I'm not in town every day, it keeps me fresh. So when I go, the city is awake. Now I love Dustin, man. You know, we like to give each other a hard time, but I heard what he said. You know, he said DC doesn't even live in Lafayette, but I'm a Louisiana boy for my life, my whole life, and it'll never change. Well, it, it seemed like he took a bit of a subtle shot towards you, so I thought maybe he you does every time. That's yeah. my boy, though. Like I do it to him too. I call him the King of Lafayette, but like in jest, right? Kind of like eh, the King of Lafayette. When in reality, I'm the King of Lafayette. That's he's right. The, he's, the, he's the Prince of Lafayette. You know, like <laughs> he's the Prince. I love DP. That's my boy. I can't wait until he fights in a couple weeks, but um. 
I'm the king of Lafayette, Louisiana. They love me. I'm becoming the mayor of Gilroy. So like everywhere I go, I take over. And of course, you, uh, you coach the high school wrestling team there. A mm-hmm. uh, big day for me, DC. Two year anniversary of my, uh, debut at ESPN today. So it's great to be, uh, celebrating with you on this very hey. special day. Congrat- congratulations, my brother. You know, you Hey, congratulations, my brother. You know, two years, man. That's a big deal. And and honestly, you've done a great job. So congratulations. Thank you. Yes. June 15, 2018. It was a day filled with emotions, but it's uh, great to see how far we've come doing a a show via Zoom in my spare bedroom. This is the Well, you've got three. You've got three shows now on the ESPN (laughs) platforms. You've got this one. You've got the chill and uh, Ariel show. Close enough. And then you got the the Ariel Hawani's MMA hour. Yeah, uh, close enough. Not <laughs> you got three shows. Uh, actually, I have huh? five. If we're counting, you got five shows. Host, yes, I host the uh, Snapchat show for the kids. You know, oh, the yeah, under. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, listen. Crowd. Don't you ever, don't ever bring up Snapchat again <laughs> in my life. Don't you bring up Snapchat. I did forget about your po- your pre-fight shows that you do on ESPN Radio. That's I have four that. Oh, shows. six. Uh, I do a the, show on Facebook called the People's MMA Show. Shout out to The Rock, mm-mm. our boy. <laughs> you just, so you just bring it up all kinds of social platforms. Okay, yes. well, I do a show on ESPN, too. I'm going to start doing in- Instagram live shows and call yeah. it my own show. <laughs> That's what you want to do now? That's what we're doing hey. now. It all counts, baby. It all counts. It's been a, it's been a, by the way, um, since we're talking about social media, shout out to our guy, Robert Pearson. Did you get the contract? He sent you a contract. Did you get it? He did. He did. I got it. I signed it. It was a, uh, his contract stated payment info is one Instagram follow. It's done. I followed him immediately and then, and then boy, did he deliver this week, didn't he? Did he not Corporate the champ. winged eagle belt? Did you see the winged eagle belt, the WWE title from back in the day with the rock, with the rock wearing the sweat top, like the little shirt. Remember how he used to dress? I mean, the corporate champion has arrived. I love it. I love the corporate champion stick. It's my favorite one ever. You're really embracing it, but the corporate champ is a heel. I know. This goes against everything that you've built over the last couple of years. It's okay, though, Ariel. It's You're okay, siding Ariel. with the corporation. You got a lot of heat from Dan Lebetard last week. I heard you on Lebetard. You were stumbling and mumbling all over the <laughs> no, place. No, I was not stumbling and mumbling. It was really, Listen, well, it, hey, it was either it that or you stumbling and mumbling. It's my bad phone service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was really coming. He was disappointed, like legitimately disappointed. Yeah. My boy Lebetard was sad. And I like Lebetard, but the reality is, Somebody's got to train the corporation, you know. You somebody has to stand up, because otherwise the man gets bullied. The man can't be bullied. Hey, when Stone Cold Steve Austin was trying to beat up poor Vince McMahon, The Rock went to his defense. It's what happens sometimes, and that's just me. I, you know, it is what it is. So you're siding with the big bad corporation. All right. Well, I'm glad that you are running with this because. It's good to let your true feelings out. It's, um, a, now, it's at a point now where I can't turn back. I'm yeah, all yeah. in. I'm invested. You're all in, I'm invested. I got people questioning me, like questioning my loyalties. And I, I truly believe that it's from you. What do you mean you it's from started me? started this. I painted me as a bad guy. You see? No, I would <laughs> see, never do I'm, such a thing. No, no. You've painted me as a bad guy. You've, you've, for weeks and weeks, you've tried to make it seem as if I don't support the fighters. And now people are like jumping on hey. board. And they believe Who are the people you're that you're referring to? Everyone. The fans have turned on me. The fans have made me a bad person. So you know what? I'm siding with the corporation now and I'm going all in. I'm going you're all in. in. Just like I'm you are in. on the show with the, the you're posting the promos and whatnot. I, I appreciate it. I'm all it. in. I'm all in. Hey, but here's the deal, right? The fans, they can't vocally abuse me 
in the arena because nobody going to be there. <laughs> so I was like, you can play whatever side you want. You don't have to deal with the wrath of the fans. It's kind of funny. This is the perfect time to be a heel because you won't be uh, booed. No one's going to yell anything to you. But are you, are you referring to Jorge Masvidal calling you the White Knight? Was he referring to you? <laughs> was it me? <laughs> white was Knight DC? Me? Was it me? Well, it sounded like, like it was I, you. I mean, if I, so at first I initially thought, didn't. At first, I yeah. thought it was Chael because it said former fighters, but then I looked closely and it said current, and I was like, oh, he must be referring to me. But the reality is this. Like, hey, I want Jorge Masvidal to get his money. I do want him to get his money. All I'm saying is that there's just better ways to go about it. That's all I've said for weeks is that go talk about it directly. Deal with it, you know. that That's how I would do it. That's all I'm saying. But, hey, look, don't listen to me, right? Don't listen to me. Like I'm the guy, I'm only the guy that's gotten every single opportunity that I've ever really like tried to get or asked for. I've gotten paid fairly. I'm just that guy, right? So like don't listen to what I've done when my experiences obviously can't help when in reality they've all are for the most part been very good. Look, I'll tell you this about when I negotiated with the UFC for the first time when I left Strike Force, I wanted more money. And I was in there with Lorenzo Fertitta and Dana White. Uh, what year was that when Strike Force went? When we went 2012. They bought it in 2011. Going into 2012, you debuted in 2012. 13. When I was going to fight Rashad Evans right. at 205. It was when I was going to fight Rashad Evans. It was my third fight in the UFC. I was on my Strike Force contract. So I was making decent money. I think I was making like 60 and 60 or something. I thought that was pretty good back in the day. I thought I fought Roy Nelson for something like that. And in strike force, I was making 15 grand. So 60 and 60 for me was crazy. But when I went to renegotiate my contract, I wanted a hundred and a hundred. That's what I wanted to get paid. I, I was like, man, if I can get to a hundred and a hundred, I'm good. And, uh, I was in the office and when I told them what I wanted, they yelled at like Dana yelled. He went crazy. He was mad. He was like, Oh, we can't pay. We don't know what you're going to be. You know, we're not going to pay a guy a hundred and a hundred and all this. Right. And so um I said, okay. I said, okay. And I was like, that's fine. I said, I'm going to, uh I said, okay, then I'll just fight Rashad and I'll be out of contract and then we'll see what happens. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm going to leave. This is what I told him. And Dana was on the, the phone. He wasn't there, but Lorenzo was there. And I got to be honest, I was willing, I was in the middle. I was okay with like 75 and 75, but I figured if I wanted a hundred and a hundred, ask for it, let's see what happens. But if I can get 75, 80 and 80, I'll be good. You know, that's $30,000 more than I was making. And uh, so I left, me and Bob left and Lorenzo at the door was like, we'll, we'll call you, you know, because Dana was going crazy. And that's when I was like, Hey man, this dude, you know, he's mad. I'm asking for this money. I get it. Anyways, by the time I got to the airport, Lorenzo called me and we came up with uh, a number that was fair to me. Mm. And that's what I made. Like, I was like, okay, that's fine. But it was like, I was like, okay, even though we didn't agree, I was like, okay, then I'll just fight it out and see what happens. And then they thought about it. They came back to a number. I think that was the beginning of when stuff started to kind of, because I didn't get a hundred and a hundred, right? I didn't get what I was asking for, but I got what I, what, what I was okay with taking. And I think it might have been 80 and 80 or something like that going up by like five or $10,000. So it didn't take me much longer to get to, uh, a hundred and a hundred, but I was kind of willing to work a little bit on that side and they were willing to work with me. And that, that's probably been the most contentious negotiation that we've had. Wow. Outside of that, like, and that's really not that bad, is it? 
But I was like, okay. I was like, okay, you don't have to give it to me. I'll win the fight, and then we can talk about this whenever I'm done or a free agent. And that was it. But that was essentially all it took. And But it was done behind closed doors. And that was in 2012 or 2013. And seven years later, I'm telling the story finally. But it's like there, it really wasn't that bad. Well, I but think I did good. it behind closed doors. It's a good move on your part to to show that you have butted heads with Dana. You yeah, know, I have. Everyone thinks that you're part of the corporation. No, shut up, this shut is up, a good PR campaign. You spin the narrative. You're so good. At, I gotta watch you. This is what good. Is but it this wasn't so so the, so the but the contract negotiations haven't always been smooth. Is what I'm saying. Right. But because it was done behind closed doors, even though it wasn't all like roses and freaking ice cream, right? We, Dana yelled. I yelled. I said my part. He said his part, and then we just. Okay, well, then it doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for me. We'll figure it out. But less than an hour later, we had figured it out because it was better for me to sign than to go and become a free agent at freaking 15 and 0, you know, like, or 13 and 0, whatever I was at the time. So it got done. And I think that in a lot of these negotiations, that can happen. But I don't understand why Jorge Masvidal is taking shots at me. I'm not trying to say he shouldn't get his money. And then... Last thing I heard, Ariel, he got his money, right? He got the money that he was asking for initially, I think, right? Like the, he wanted when he got paid for Diaz. On Monday, yep. So he got it. So what happened now? You know what I'm well, saying? I think he wanted more than Diaz. He he ended up the, – the issue was they were offering him less to fight Usman than he got for Diaz. And on Monday of last week, one last effort was, all right, we'll give you the same that you got for Diaz. And he wanted more than what he got for mm. Diaz. And also at that point, like the damage was kind of done and it seemed like, you know, the train had left the station. So it's an ongoing thing. And, and we'll talk a little more about Masvidal um, later in the program. But I do think that we have to talk about you because you were very much in the news. Um, and, and I so, just think that we got to be careful with making this show about me. You know, this isn't an no. interview. I know, trust me. <laughs> you know, I, I know. Even though, listen, the fans. I'm not. I'm not the one who labels it as such. Oh, you have. You said it last week on the show in the interview. Hey, it's like, but I just want to say you did live up to your deal with Robert Pearson. You followed him back, so thank you. We appreciate you. If you want to talk uh, monetary compensation, uh, DC is very open to that discussion since he's about. No, to, it was your money. <laughs> it was your about money about to cash in. Uh, by the way, I do have to say I, I did look. You're still, after all the support they've given us, you're still not following the ESPN MMA Instagram page, which to me is just shocking. I mean, you want to talk about, look, still not following that account. How's yes, that I do. That's, that's the word. I on follow the- ESPN MMA, I think. Are you sure? How would you not, how would you know that anyway? You don't know who <laughs> I, I can, follow. I can look at your thing. What do you mean you could look at my thing? I can look at who you follow. Really? That's yeah. the thing? Yeah, that, well, I mean, you could just click at the top and I look at it. They give mm-hmm. us so much support, the team there, New York, Rick, and Tess. I mean, we have our own WhatsApp group, and they send us clips. I mean, I, I just do, feel like, they, I just feel like they, they, deserve, they deserve a follow. They but, come through for me. Um, and I do follow them because I see everything they post. So yes. shut up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but how about this? Last week, here I am interrogating you. Okay, is it happening? When's it happening? Are we close? Are we not? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, hemming and hawing. Literally three hours later, you tweet a picture of a contract that you have signed an e-sign, e-signature. How is it possible that so much changed? And then literally 12 hours later, Dana White's on first take announcing that you are fighting Stipe Miocic on August 15th, parts unknown. We'll get to that in a moment. But the fight is done. The trilogy is done. After all these months, it is finally done. 
be honest now, now that it's done. And I'll respect you if you say yes. Did you hold out on us? It, hey, Ariel, it happened so fast. Come like, on, I don't believe it. It happened so out. fast. No, no, listen, listen. Even our when show, I texted you privately, no, listen, listen, held out Ariel, like, Ariel, oh, Ariel, oh, oh, sure, whoa, it, whoa. Ariel, it happened so fast. Like, our show gets over at 2 o'clock Eastern, right? This is when we're off. Yeah. 2.15, I get a text, DC, are you ready? You know, remember that uh, Triple H thing, are you ready? I was like, yes, I'm ready, guys. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And then they said, we're going to send over a contract. And I was like, no. I said, but what about money? Like, we have to negotiate. Like, my contract states I'm going to make this amount. And they said, we're going to pay you like we, we were paying you before. Oh. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to get the same money I was getting as the heavyweight champion of the world. And they said, we're going to take care of everything. So I got the contract and I was like, oh my God, I'm in. I was like, this happened so fast. It, it was like, it was amazing. It went from zero to a hundred. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the champ just got up and goes. It, Do you think going. they waited till we were done so that you wouldn't announce it on the show? I think maybe like the champ might've been like, it's a go. I'm ready. And so I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go too. If the champ says he's ready, I'm ready to go. And I think that's what happened. Okay, maybe I lied to you and I knew already. <laughs> this was like that was the worst lie ever. <laughs> it just happened like that. Get out of here. Why did you lie to us, DC? Come on, that hurt. And then the best part, I wish I could show my text messages. You're like, what? It, it was announced? I'm like, Dana just announced it on first take. You're like, what? Did he really? Oh, I know. Oh, listen, listen. Come no, on, Ariel, dog. Listen, listen, listen. I just didn't know. And I'm like, I'm very, I don't want to, I don't like jinxing things. I've had this mm. career where a lot of times when I say, talk about things before it's like done, it gets jinxed. So I just didn't want to say nothing. I, I hadn't, it hadn't been done. I hadn't signed a contract yet, but I knew that the negotiations were ongoing. Mm. You didn't say that last week, but it's okay. Look, I'm happy that this happened because oh. imagine if I would have broken the news, everyone would have been like, Oh, DC told you, DC told you. Now we know that there's a partition in this relationship. Well, at least not. It's, yes, they know that there are certain things that you, hey, hey, and boy, you come in hot too. Oh, you come in hot. Now I know why everybody tells you stuff. Like, it's like they can't, they can't, like, it's like you're swatting all, people like swat flies. Like, eh, you're shooting bullets. I mean, full on bullets. You're like, Whoa. you just stop replying. And most people, they just answer and they go, you know, Ariel, just don't say nothing. But then you and you didn't up, even do that. Nah, I just don't you, say nothing. You just pretended like you had no, no idea what I was talking about. It's the easiest way to deal with you. It's the easiest way to deal with you when what, you're coming what, in for something. You ask like, what are you talking about? You ask like these weird follow-up questions. I'm like, DC, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So all right, stop you, playing when dumb. You, when I do that, does that yeah. give away that I'm lying to you? Yeah, of course. You do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, maybe just try to tell me the truth. Now, what about that signature? That's a nice signature. I've never seen your yeah, signature yeah. before. Yeah, I do. I do. Dots. What, are, what are those dots? For the I in Daniel and the I in Cormier. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, that's all it is. with that? I just signed it. I started practicing it when I started doing, like, so when I was a young, when I was younger, we would sign autographs. They started teaching us how to do it for some reason. Like, what is that part of like USA wrestling? At, no, at Northside High School. We were like, oh. this is going to be my autograph. We were like growing up and it wasn't, it didn't look like that. But then like I started signing stuff as I was wrestling and it would look more like that. But then you don't sign many autographs in wrestling. But then when no. I started signing in, in, in those set, those signings, it was faster to kind of just do it like that. Instead of writing out my whole name, it was just good to 
right? The D and the L and the C and like that long R, and that was it. It's nice. The two. Thank dots you, dog. I appreciate nice. it. What I can I see yours? Uh, well, I'm not really signing much these days, but <laughs> one day I'll I'll sign like a big contract extension with ESPN. Oh, I'll be like, please and hope that DC and Helwani's on that contract. That's, <laughs> if, I mean, if please, you continue man. to play your cards right, I'll bring you along for the ride. Fighting career is coming to you're an a end. bit arrogant. You could be a bit arrogant, and well, I think that's why Darren Till is in constant pursuit of you. Uh, Darren Till is in constant pursuit of you, and I'm telling you. If you don't stop responding to him, just messing with him more, I'm going to let him get you. Because now I'm starting to get tired of protecting you. The good news is he's fighting in Abu Dhabi next, and I'm probably not going to be there. So (laughs) I don't have to worry about him for a very long time. And, uh, you know, he's it's fine. He's just trying to get famous off my But I did see you stick up for me. I appreciate that. In the comments. So, like, without a lot of Yeah, but then you come back in the comment and say some other stuff that's just going to make him more mad. It's like, like, hey, Darren, can we figure this out? And then you'll come in and make some stupid comment that just makes him more mad. It's like, come on, man. It's like, I'm fighting a good fight. And you're, oh, wait a second. We're ignoring, like, let's get back to my man, Robert Pearson. So Robert Pearson does this great picture of me as the corporate champ. Yeah. And then you as Bobby the Brain Heenan. That's the first week where he switched yeah. up your uniform, too. Nice. Yeah, and it was nice. phenomenal, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, the brain, all-time legend. Although the TSC, our, our, you know, our supposed audio producer here, says that I've never dressed that snazzily in my life. <laughs> Town was a bit of a shot. I mean, I can. You I wear can the pull. same clothes every week, almost. No, I wear. I wear a different. You are, no, you wear the same kind of shirt every week—a flannel shirt. That's my gimmick. Really? Everyone should have a gimmick. Yeah. I've never known that. What do you mean? Let me think back to some of the earlier interviews. Were you wearing flannel shirts? Always, yeah, since the beginning. Why? I felt like I needed a gimmick. No, I just I really like plaid shirts. You could have picked something different than a, a plaid shirt. No, plaid shirt is perfect because it always changes, right? There's always different colors. They don't look the same. If it was always if it was like a blue shirt, that would look very boring, right? So, I mean, but those shirts kind of look the same. No, they're not the same. I've got like no, at but this they, point, but they do like kind of look the same. Well, I mean, they're a button down. Sh- the actual style of the shirt is the same, but the pattern and the colors and all that is different. Yeah, but you do know that it kind of looks the same. I don't know what you're getting at right now. (laughs) (laughs) You look like you're always wearing the same clothes. It's better than wearing like a schlumpy t-shirt or something. You can get away with that because you're the athlete. Like a sweat top. (laughs) I mean, no, you can get away with that because you're the athlete. I see you're going with the Carl Winslow haircut over there. (laughs) My hair's bad, boy. What's going on up there? I need to shave my head. I guess it was like it's bad. Just let it go. Just let. Did you see Ray Allen let it go? It was incredible. No, I didn't. Ray, Ray I Allen, thought Ray Allen always had a bald head. Well, during the quarantine here, he let it grow, and it's the exact same situation as yours. Maybe a really? little. He doesn't have as much of a parting of the sea situation going on. <laughs> so my hair's worse than Ray Allen's. Yes. Dang, dude. But I like. So I like. So, you really so do hey, look like Carl so Winslow right now with that so hair. So you're mad. You're mad yes. because I said that your shirts all look the same. So now I'm you want to insult all. me. I'm not mad at all. You look great. You look very. Uh, you look a lot slimmer. How much? How much have you lost? I've lost 24 pounds. Come on. I swear. 24 pounds mm-hmm. since when? I bet uh, Jacksonville. So I don't know how long ago that was. Five weeks. You've lost 24 pounds in five weeks. That is unbelievable. Yep. I'm I can see it in your face. Yeah, I'm getting there, baby. I'm getting there. What are we at right now? I don't want to tell you because then it would give away how much I weighed in quarantine. Oh. I don't want to say exactly how much over I weighed. 300? No. Oh, I don't dummy. know. Okay. 
You okay? So now you just so I'm about to hang no, this shit up right I, now. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, twenty four pounds a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just say I was approaching heavy the heavyweight limit. Okay. So What's I'm the lost. biggest you've ever been? Probably, probably <laughs> that in your yeah. life. Probably around that two hundred sixty three, okay. two hundred sixty four pounds, like somewhere in there. Okay, let's go. Let's get back on track. So the fight is announced August fifteenth. Mm-hmm. It's going down the trilogy fight. No location just yet. Why didn't they announce a location? Well, just because um, you know there's a chance that the apex. You know, what if they decide that we're fighting on Fight Island, or what if what if there's a state in the country that opens up and lets fans go watch the fight? You know, then I say we fight there. I think it's got to be a very fluid situation, right? Like you, long as it ain't in freaking Colorado or, or New Mexico where you can't breathe. Right. You know, I think that would be the only places that they should give us a uh, a heads up so that if we're fighting in New Mexico, I head out there a little bit earlier to make sure that we acclimate to the altitude. But outside of those two places are the places with the high altitude. I mean, it doesn't really matter where we fight. There is a bit of so, but then there's also uh, there's also the octagon size. You know, uh, if right. it's in was the that apex, in the no, that's not in the contract. But, I heard that was a point of contention on his side. I mean, if it is, that'd be good because it's a smaller octagon, which plays to my benefit, I believe. Right. As the guy that wants to be closer, the guy that wants to wrestle, and a guy that's fought in the small cage. You know, I fought in Strike Force. Uh, my fights were in, that's a 26 foot cage. The cage at the UFC has is a 25 footer. So I'm a little bit more, uh, in tune with the smaller, octagon opposed to uh stipe so it doesn't say specifically that the fight will happen in x place or no X-S it does cage it doesn't it doesn't say that it just talk- honestly if i've got to be honest with you like i read my contract but bob <laughs> reads over the contract but i just kind of go to page seven and sign it well Page seven is the financial page oh okay, <laughs> the okay. page that i go to and i read all the financial terms and i'm like okay this is a uh, no. This works. I'm signing it. You know. Can I can I ask a somewhat personal question? I mean, you yes, can, you may. You could say no comment. Uh, are we we getting pay per view points or what? Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this completely and be completely honest with you. None nothing in my contract has changed from when I was the champion. Oh, dang. So, Hey, it's good to be the corporate champ, baby. It's good to be the guy. <laughs> but again, it's not even about the corporate. It's just about the way to handle business. So it's right. like, Ariel, think about it. Like when all these guys are saying that I'm like this and this and this, like maybe I'm just telling you the easiest way to go make a deal mm. because it works for me. And I'm not asking. It's not like I'm going, okay, guys, could I just have? All right. I'm not just sitting there going, okay, guys, can I have? Seven hundred and fifty thousand instead of three hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not right, right. saying that. I'm not asking for a little bit of money. It's not like I'm shortchanging myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm asking for a lot more money than I'm contracted to have. But because I do it in the right way, things work out. That's it. So maybe I'm not the corporate. Maybe it's not that I'm being corporate. Maybe I'm being the in the way that allows for you to get business done. No, there is and a lesson there. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I'm just trying to tell you how to get business done and it work out for you opposed to um, doing it publicly. And I, like the other day I saw Mr. Big Masvidal write 
I appreciate all you guys that supported me. But at the end of the day, now he's not getting his title shot. And he's not getting his money. So, yeah, thanks for all the support. But are you guys going to cut me a check for $2 million? I think that's what it was reported that he made for Diaz. Like, are they going to get, like, are these all these people going to give him $2 million is what I'm asking. No. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. it's like, it doesn't really work. It doesn't benefit you. You can be, you can be a rich guy that does business, or you can be a guy that everybody loves and you have all this, this street cred and street fame, but still not have the thing that's going to allow for you to make a better life for your family. That's it. I'm, I'm happy. So it, it is in your mind when you signed that, were you thinking this is the final time that I'm signing a fight contract? Everything feels like the final one. But the reality is like, I try not to, it, it, you know, I always talk about when you have so much finality to something, you can start to, you can start to think about what happens next. And for me, it's like, I want to live in this thing right now to make sure that I'm prepared not to lose to this guy again. Um, and then everything else after, I mean, dude, I've got, I've got a, I've got a good future in television. And, uh, but I don't want to really think about that right now. I want to think about getting this belt back and beating Steve Miocic. Is the whole camp going to be at your house? I've seen all the stuff from your house. The whole no. thing going to be there? I'm going back to the gym today. No way. The gyms, were, the gyms were able to open on Friday. So, wow. Uh, I'm going back to AK. I'm going home, man. AK is home. And, uh, when's the last time you were there? I haven't been to AK since, uh, I mean, March, early March was the last wow. time I was in the walls of, of my gym. And uh, I'm going home, man. I'm going to the gym that built me, the gym where I learned every bit of my skills. I'm going to go meet my coaches. I'm going to go meet Javier Mendez and, and Leandro Vera and Ron Kessler and, and Rudy Cruz and Rosendo Sanchez. I'm going back to my coaches. I'm going back to the place that made me, you know. Loyalty is one of my biggest qualities, and I'm loyal to the American Kickboxing Academy, and I would never do a training camp outside of that place. Mm. Um, I heard that three locations are being discussed. Here I am telling you. About your oh, you're life. telling me? This is yeah. real? Yeah. Are yeah. you serious? Nevada, California, Arizona are on the Arizona, table. I think you can – Arizona looks – It's. I think Arizona is wide open, right? Yeah, well, the, the, while the numbers are all spiking up. Really? Need, They're spiking? Oh, oh, big time. Yeah, big time. Um, but I heard that those are the three locations and, and, and if it's, if it's still close to the public, then it will be Nevada. But if they can do it with a gate, AKA if there are fans allowed to attend, then they will try to do it in one of those States. Um, so that's California, why man, I'm telling you, bro, as long as if it's <laughs> not at the Honda one, Center, right? <laughs> it'd be one place that I'm not going. There's one place I'm not going. The Honda Center. I am not going back to the Honda Center, dog. I'm, hey, if I go back to the Honda Center, I am losing. Like, this place is horrible, dog. I'm not going there. Like, it would, I would hope that if it's in California, it's somewhere else, not the Honda Center. Please Here's stop. my one concern. I was very happy to see, in all seriousness, I was very happy. Why are you looking away? What's happening? I was going to ask Tyler to put the bird outside. Cause you hear the bird? The bird makes a lot of noise. Actually, this, I usually hear the bird. What's the bird's name, by the way? I think my I think my daughter named him. You don't know your own pet's name? Not the bird. I just give about? the bird sometimes like the the feed. I put a little feed in there, a little water every now and again. What do you you, you never say like good morning? Me? So yeah. No. I didn't you don't want talk the, to bird. the bird. I didn't want the bird. This is Selena's bird and Marquita's bird. Selena 
your wife, wife Marquita, your daughter. Marquita, my daughter. Yeah, this is their bird. You don't even ever talk about the bird? Or did someone feed – what do you say? Did someone feed the bird today? I don't really ask that, but here, here's this thing. Listen, oh, this on. bird is a yeah. killer bird. What do you mean? This is what they, we bought all other birds, and this bird kills the other bird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this bird kills birds to the point that we got to tell Marquita that the other birds flew away. This oh bird's God. killed two or three birds every time. I'm trying to make sure she's not coming. But like, it's like supposed to be a love bird. But every time you put another bird in there, she had one called Tweety Bird. Tweety Bird's gone. <laughs> she had she one like called Big Papa. Neck or like eats it. I don't know. What, I don't know what happens. She had a bird called Big Papa. Big Papa's gone. Like all her birds are gone, dude. Because something happens, and then we, Selena has to get rid of the other bird. Oh man! Wait. It's so how do you put it outside? The the cage moves. Or you just let it so fly. So it's a it big back. cage. Yeah, you take oh, the okay. whole cage, set it on the porch, and then you can't hear him just going here. I don't know if it's a girl or a boy going crazy in there. But wow. I just can't believe you don't know the name. How do you know the name of the two that died, but you don't know the one that actually survived? Uh, I don't know because um, I don't really want to know this bird. I don't want to know the killer bird. You know, <laughs> the killer bird is not cool, man. So yeah, it's a, my wife always had birds, even when she and her, I first started dating. She had a bird that just flew around the apartment, her apartment at the time, which was wow. very odd because I'm so afraid of birds. She's like a, a modern day Mike Tyson with the birds. Not pigeons, dog. Like, <laughs> well, come mean, on, man. You they're they're pigeons. kind of birds. I mean, he loves pigeons birds. Pigeons are gross, dog. Pigeons are so disgusting. I'm just saying. She seems to really like the birds. Man, um, you're tripping. Get back on track, please. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm, I'm so excited in all, in all honesty about the fight that you're getting this opportunity that you're fighting. Trilogy fight, retirement fight, all this it's stuff such and more. It's a big fight. But I have I have some mixed emotions, I will be honest, because people don't know this. People don't know you see, they know the fun loving DC who's on the broadcast, who's laughing, can't close his pants, the, the second button's too tight, you know, this show, all that stuff laughing. But something happens in the midst of training camp. You or, turn dark. You turn dark. I do a little become bit. Become a little reclusive, right? I mean, yes. even today before the show, you said I'm only going sixty minutes today. I got things to do. <laughs> and I'm afraid, and maybe I'm being selfish that our show will suffer as a result of the fact that you are in the midst of this training camp. So right here and now, can you tell us what are your plans for this show? Will will this show go on hiatus? Will we go dark? And even if we don't go dark, are you going to change on us? I'm, the, I'm still the same guy. I'm sitting here doing, I mean, the same old stuff. But we are about to see transformation of your personality as we get closer to August 15th. And I don't know if the people know this. I don't know if they are aware of such a thing that happens to you. Yeah. So please explain. I think that we'll be fine. We'll try to be fine. It's an hour every week. We'll be fine. That was but not yeah, a good. I, I was expecting you to say, "Are you crazy, man? I <laughs> this is great. This is now. I think that we'll be fine. It's just an hour a week. That was the least glowing. No, uh, listen. You know, <laughs> listen. Yes. I love doing this show. It's yeah, yeah. It literally I'm, makes I'm it's the funnest part of my week. Um, I'm worried. Yeah, but I do change a little bit. My mind goes into fight mode. But I think it'll be good. I think it's good for people to see how a fighter's mindset changes from that uh, commentator and all those other things into seeing who I am as a different a different person, a different part of me as I get closer to the fight. But I'll try to stay the same. I'll try to have fun, and I'll try to, like, be the same. But, you know, I didn't get to where I am today. Because of not having that switch that flips when it's time for me to do something special. That's why I've had so many special moments. So, um, but then it'll be good, man. I think it's good for people to see like a different side of the athlete 
or the commentator or just different part of who I am, you know? So it's good. August 10th, you'll do the show. August 17th, you'll do the show. August 10th and then August 17th. August 10th is the Monday before. Yes. Um, August 17th. Uh, yeah, I think so. I should win. I, I'm going to win. Gosh. But I should be okay to do it. It's amazing because even like when you're out of fight camp, we're talking on the phone, texting. Closer this to the is fight. why I don't. This is look. <laughs> the show, you're less. This, here's the deal. You're less the, present. It, the training camp isn't the problem with the show. The show is the problem with our relationship outside of the show. Because now everything we talk about, you're like, save it for the show. Yeah. It's like it's really affecting our friendship. And that's a real problem. You even the threatened other day, to quit I told last you I was week. Tell quit. the people. Yes, tell them. I told you I was going to quit And the I show. thought you were being serious. No, because it's affecting our friendship. It's like every text, I'm like, I would text you like, hey, man, da-da-da. And you're like, bubble pops up. Bubble pops up. Here comes your response. But now it's like bubble pops up. Save it for the show is what shows every single time. I don't like it's good content it's affecting our friendship. It's not. It, listen, listen. I don't. I don't get, agree with this. You know why? Because sometimes you tell me things. I will. I will admit that I don't ask follow up questions. And I say, oh, I'm going to ask about this, such as Hill, Beverly Hillbillies, you playing video games at six a.m. Yes. things like that. I would just you know ask about it and move on. Now I put it in my back pocket. I have a running document. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad because I'm willing to take that seems, risk. The conversations seem short, right? They're mm. always short. Like, yes. I, I'll say something. You'll be like, wait, wait. So you play the, you watch the Beverly Hillbillies? And I'm like, yeah. And I'll go on this freaking hundred word response. And then all of a sudden you're like, hmm. That's like your response. Like, hmm. And then on Monday, here comes the Beverly Hillbillies <laughs> question. I'm like, yo, this was for Thursday. That was a conversation we had last week. So let me tell you something. Yes. You better continue to nurture our friendship off of the show. Or this show is gone with the wind. You ever remember Gone with the Wind? The old yes. movie from the 30s? This show is going to be gone with the wind if you're not careful. So you better be careful. See, now you, you have all the leverage it. again because you just got this fancy schmancy contract <laughs> with your pay-per-view points. I got nothing. I desperately need it. So I will, I will, uh, I will take that advice to heart. Okay. Okay. Um, speaking of paying the bills. Let's give a shout out to our good friends over at Modelo. Modelo Especial. We love our friends over at Modelo. As DC yawns, <laughs> tries to hide it. it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great! Uh, shout out to our guy uh, Jedi Goodman for creating the uh, 252 promo with you yawning. I hope they use that while no. uh, Ron Perlman. You saw that? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's great! Jedi's the man. He's our biggest fan. Yo, um, read anyhow, the Modelo. Yes, read Modelo. the Modelo. Read the... Okay, here we go. They are the official beer of the UFC. <laughs> And they are brewed for those with a fighting spirit. That's why Modelo partners with UFC double champ Amanda Nunes. Talking about retirement these days, but I think if you actually read her comments, it's not really retirement. She's saying, I'm good. I'm living the good life, like DC over here. Also, they have partnered with some guy named Stipe Miacic in the past, right? You know that. I do. I feel like the Modelo contract should be on the line for this fight. Like, I want to see Daniel Cormier. You know, like that commercial? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't when he was 12 years old, he found wrestling. When he was 12 years old, he found wrestling. He had a choice. Brian Ortega had a choice. That was that's my favorite. Brian Ortega had a choice. Like, this is my favorite. Daniel Corbier had a choice. He was, he was going to be a pro wrestler. Yo, read the Modelo. Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I, hey, can I get a Modelo commercial? Hey, bro, listen. <laughs> yo, read the Modelo. It was either fight Dahlia in the first grade or become a broadcaster. 
in any event. Uh, Stipe's got the fighting spirit, which means to never give up, even when the odds are against you. Great fighters are like great beers. It doesn't matter where you come from. It matters what you're made of. I feel like we should have the music behind us when we're talking here. Uh, there he is, yawning again. What's going on over there? What kind of a weekend <laughs> did you have? Modelo has been the gold standard since 1925. Modelo is a crisp Pilsner-style lager that set the standard from authentic Mexican beer. Modelo uses premium hops to give the golden lager its crisp taste. So, when you're watching the next big UFC fight, like this weekend, June 20th, Curtis Blades against Alexander Volkov, make sure you have a crisp Modelo especial within reach. Modelo, root for those with a fighting spirit. Drink responsibly, beer imported, a crown imports Chicago, Illinois. Please support mm. Modelo because... They support us. That's right. All right. <laughs> So, so I'm yawning. Let me just explain. I'm only yeah. yawning because I woke up at 6.30 this morning. I worked out with Rosendo at 7. Whoa. Hit pads and ran. So that's the only reason I'm yawning right now. How, how, how much did you run? How many miles? Uh, I think two. But I just hit pads for four, four rounds of pads and then run. So that's why. That's the only reason I'm yawning. Man, you're really like, we are in the thick of the training camp. I mean, yes, we have to be. Two months today. Yep. Two months. Two months of training, two months of training, nine weeks to the fight. Right, right. Yeah. What but what's the difference? So nine weeks from Saturday, that means I have eight weeks of training. And then oh. the last fight week, I don't really train hard anymore. Just recover and get ready to fight. Could we cool it on the IG stories, though? It's a lot of reposting. I mean, it's just kind of cluttering up my feed. What did I do? I mean, it's just a lot of like, let's go DC, let's go. And you like repost every single one. Like, do we have to see? Not every everyone. Single? Imagine I mean, how many lot. there is. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's the people that I, the people that I know, I try to repost them. But I, then I start thinking sometimes people write stuff knowing that I'm going to repost it. Yeah. So it's a chance to get on the thing, you know, like. But it's just not me. really adding value. Like when you post an IG story, you have to add value to my experience. <laughs> So this is about you again? God, you're so bad. Bro, you're so bad. Wow, same picture. You're I saw the so same picture bad. Like nine times. It's like, okay, give me something else. Like, can I see you in the bathtub? Can I see you in the Wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> what? Do what Aljo said. Say pause. Say pause. Say pause. Say pause. Say pause. I meant like, you know, the ice bath thing that you said. The ice bath thing. And did Rockhold show up? What happened there? Say pause. You can't tell what to see the bathtub. It did not say pause. got to say pause. I said pause. I said pause. Okay. 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 But what about Rockhold? Did he show up? Not yet. Not yet. I saw him post something. Rockhold's big league in me right now. And I think it has something to do with Bisping. Yeah, 100%. I think it's me hanging out with Bisping so much that Rocco's not going to put his life, he's not going to put his hurt shoulder on the line for me right now, which is because I'm hanging out with Bisping so much. It sucks. Luke's failing me a little bit right now. I need you, Luke. I have a tear coming down my eye. As, <laughs> yeah. as, as, as you, as you wax poetic about loyalty, here you are taking selfies with the guy who beat him at <laughs> UFC 199. So. But he won two. He won one too. Like he, he won one too. So like what? Luke beat Michael Bisbee. Are you bringing in anyone special for this? So, uh, you know, my, I, I got some, I, I know, a, I have some good friends in the business. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, one of them is connected to Corey Anderson. So I was going to see if Corey would come to give a little sparring. Ooh. Um, I got somebody from Germany, uh, coming out to spar with a high level wrestling guy. Uh, Jacob Casper from Duke University wrestler is going to be out here. Kerry McCoy, who was on the Olympic team with me twice, uh, with me, uh, in 2004, who was on two Olympic teams, is 
going to be handling my wrestling. So I've got some good, good, good people in here training. Also, I've got the great Tiago Bill. Hey, uh, so many guys here to help me uh, train. I like how you looked around there. You didn't mention your uh, nutritionist, Tyler. No, man, because Tyler, like, eats too weird for me. He eats too fast, bro. He, like, eats so fast. It's like, no, nah, I'm like, I've cut him off. I don't talk to him during the day most times. <laughs> uh, because he does also serve as a training partner based on he the IG stories that I see you guys repost 400 But then he got kneed in the face by Deron Wynn the other day. Like, Deron, why do you knee him in the face? Like, Deron need him in the face, bro. Because they don't like that Tyler kind of goes really hard. You know, he doesn't get tired. And uh, he just kind of keeps pressing. And those guys get a little frustrated. So they, they hit him hard sometimes or knee him in the face. Unfortunately, Tyler had a headache for like a day and a half after Deron knees him in the face. So And he was probably complaining and everything. Tyler doesn't complain much. Oh. Like, don't. Oh, so you're trying. Now you're trying to build a wedge <laughs> between me and Tyler. Like, no, no. Such a, you, you start. <laughs> You start stuff between everybody. No, no. I just, I figured I'm it. I mean, if I like, got need in the head, I would complain about it. It's so crazy that like, as we talk, like at first I was like completely blinded by your, your, your stuff. Right. But now as we keep talking, now it's like, I'm like this, right? My eyes are almost covered. You better be very careful with all your, like, you like to start stuff. No. You're an instigator at the highest level. It's crazy. So it wasn't all about you last week. So let's talk about some other things. There's a lot of stuff happened last week. UFC 251 main card officially set. It's going down July 11th. Main event is Gilbert Burns versus Kamaru Usman for the welterweight title. Co-main event is Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky 2. And then the tri-main event, if that's a real word, is Piotr Jan versus Jose Aldo for the vacant bantamweight title. Also on the card, Paige Van Zandt against Amanda Ribas, which might be her final UFC fight. Paige Van Zandt, last fight on her contract. Most people expect that she's going to join uh, her husband, Austin Vanderfort, in Bellator. And the rematch, Rose Namajunas against uh, Jessica Andrade rematch of a fight that happened last May. So I will concede this, DC. You were right on two fronts, but you were wrong on one front. You were right that they were going to go with Piotr Jan versus Jose Aldo for the vacant fight. I'm over it now. It's a great fight on paper. I still don't think Aldo deserved the fight, but like, whatever, I'm over it. I'm not going to keep harping on this. So you were right on that. You were also right that Gilbert was going to get the title shot against Kamaru Usman. Here's, right what you, here's what you were wrong about. Fight Island. You were wrong about Fight Island. No, it's fight. It's an it's Fight Island. Get out of here! It's I'm putting Island. a moratorium on the word Fight Island. We cannot say that word anymore on this. Why? Show. It's Abu Dhabi, Yaz Island. I was there. They were just but there. Is, there an, is that an island? It's a man-made island. It's in the middle of the desert. There's no palm trees. There's no beach. There's no waves crashing behind the octagon. It's not happening on the <laughs> beach. Okay, you understand well, I that, think right? Maybe like I think the, the idea of what Fight Island was going to be, yes. isn't real now did the ufc help with some of the photo, the pictures of the t-shirts no, they, they made it help. look like fun. so so when dana says well i'm sorry fight island didn't live up to what the fans thought it would be like wait you guys kind of did that too because there were pictures of an island it yeah. felt like it was gonna be even like, the day they announced it not, like not even the build-up the the, the the poster is like an actual cage on the beach with the waves crashing <laughs> yeah i know it, i know it's awesome but it's just not the way it's going down <laughs> And and by the way, this is one of the all-time great promotional uh, tactics in the history of the UFC. Like, I give them props because people keep asking me about Fight Island, Fight Island, Fight Island, Fight Island. But I hate to be the bearer of bad news. It's not on an like it's not on the beach. It's not on the beach now. Wait, they, so it's on. Wait, so wait, so wait. So technically, it is on an island. Yeah, technically, it's just it's not on. on a beach. Yeah, but so the initial idea was we secured fights, an island so wait, on a beach. So wait, it is fights on an island. 
you so it's just not on a beach like most you want. islands like most islands that we think about with the beach and all that are literally an island that you have to take like a boat to right come on you so you thought <laughs> this is not that situation. you thought they were going to take boats over to the island for guys to fight that's the way it was positioned so let me ask you a question all right for everything that fight island we thought was going to be imagine all the logistical issues with it actually being on an island where the fighters going to make weight or is everybody going to just go up a weight class? Like, where are people going to work out? If it's on an island in that way, it's almost impossible to do. Well, so doing it on Yaz Island makes sense because now you have saunas. Now you have gyms. Now you have all these things in order to make it work. Listen, I'm not trying to be a hater here. I actually think it's brilliant that they secured this because I'm really happy for the Volkanovskis of the world and the Jose Aldos of the world, you know, the international fighters, because they couldn't fight, right? They couldn't fight yep. in America. I mean, with all due respect to the card that we just had on Saturday, it wasn't exactly the deepest of all time. And that's only because they're running out of options, right? As American-based fighters um, are, are starting to like get two, three fights in the midst of this. So this is great. I just want everyone to know, like, it's not what you thought it was and that's okay, but it just, it got a little bit out of hand. That's all. On paper, it's a great card. I still can't get over the Masvidal thing. If I'm being honest, that's like the one thing that's so kind of annoying. Ask you, at me. But so what? A, you said it's annoying you a little bit. So what is it about it? Like that's annoying you that it's not him fighting for the belt or that they couldn't come to oh, terms. Like, yeah. what do you think? Like, tell me where you stand on this deal because, like, I don't understand. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I'm not hearing all the other sides of what. What is? What do you think the majority feels about these whole negotiations? Just pay whatever. A guy okay. asked for like Sorry, when you, when you said the annoying part, I was talking about you know people thinking that it's actually on the beach. No, okay, the okay, stuff sorry. is a, is a little bit of a downer. It's a bummer. Because, I wanted to see him fight for the belt. Right. Well, it's such a great story, right? The guy has been fighting eighteen years, never got a crack at the the title, right? Never got a crack at the UFC title. Um, came from the backyards, right? Fighter of the year in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. What a shame it is. We're approaching July. And the fighter of the year in 2019, in most people's eyes, including mine, has yet to fight. Like, what a shame in 2020, right? What a shame. And uh, there's heat there. Him and Usman don't like each other. They both train in Florida, or at least Usman used to train in Florida. And and they don't like each other. They had the run-in Super Bowl row, right? They had that media thing that happened back in February. Like, there was legit heat there. And it just bums me out that they couldn't come to terms. Now, in the end, can you make a case? And I'll, I'll, I'll side with you on this. Can you make a case that he overplayed his hand? Because you can make the case that you have a lot more leverage as champion. Yes. Than, right? Because when you're the contender, they could just go on to the next guy who's cheaper, uh-huh. a.k.a. Gilbert Burns. When you're champion, they can't do that, right? They That's can't why do that. They've threatened to strip Stipe in the past, but they didn't, right? Because uh-huh. he was a champ. John Jones right now, he has leverage. He's the champ. Masvidal doesn't have leverage, That's right? That's the problem. That's the problem, especially like because him and Jones are managed by the same person. So if they're taking the same approach, they're vastly different people, mm. Jones and Masvidal, because Jones has been the champion for so long. He's done so many things. He's got so much more financial security. And ultimately, the UFC has to come to the table because you're holding the belt. So my advice to him or any other champion that would be upset is don't give up the title. Because that makes it to where they don't have to come back to you. As long as you have the belt, people got to come back to you to talk to you. You're the champ. Um, I do believe that he misses a very big opportunity. I saw that thing this morning because I was getting ready to do the show and it said, for all the white knights or something like that, what did the tweet say? Like all the guys that rushed to the defense, you haven't been doing it as long as me. Wait, what did it say again? I will pull it up right here. He said mm-hmm. yesterday, 
yesterday evening. Or what did I say last week? Yesterday night? <laughs> oh, man, that was bad. <laughs> uh, I already explained why I signed a new deal. It's either take it or leave it and not get paid. I would have signed another deal if it was done in good faith. He, and I think he's referring here to Hunter Campbell of the UFC, not Dana White, because he said Dana White doesn't do the negotiations. He called me night before he wants to announce and tell me take it or leave it. That's not negotiating. That's strong arming. And for the hashtag white knights that have commentating jobs with the UFC that say, quote unquote, just fight, you guys should be embarrassed to call yourselves current slash former fighters. Not one of you been doing it as long as me and like me. There's a reason you are commentating. And then he responded to someone else saying um, that he was compensated more for the Diaz fight for the six fights remaining. I'm not. I've always been able to negotiate going forward, except now when it comes time for the title fight, I go backwards. GTFOH. In essence, it's a one fight deal. Henry Cejudo, John Jones, Connor, and I'm still trying to get paid, not played. Why are we here now? I never said just fight. I well, never maybe, said he just maybe he wasn't referring to you there. I never said just fight, but the guy that, you know, when he says current or former fighters, you know, and, and he said, you haven't been doing it as long as me. No, I haven't. But when you, or like me, like what does or like me mean? You know what I'm saying? Like had as much success. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> uh, I think. I have been doing it. If he, if he's talking about me, I've done it like him, if not better mm. than him. And honestly, not just him, most people. I've done it better than most people in the world. So I think maybe he wasn't talking about me because if he was talking about me, like it just doesn't work. So when you said maybe earlier, he was talking, maybe he was talking about those other guys because that part of or like me doesn't work for me, right? Because I've, I haven't done it as long, but in the time that I have done it, I've done it like just about anybody have ever done it, if not better than anybody has ever done it. You understand? Yeah. So maybe he wasn't talking about me. I hope they and, figure it out. And I, think those guys, wants and I think those guys that are commentating, <laughs> that's great. They're making money. They're making money. They're securing their future. Those guys, hey, you make a lot of money calling fights. A lot of money. So. It's a good, it's a good job to have. I mean, I think, man, people just gotta like chill. Chill. Well, tensions are high right now. And yeah. I think that that fight, I mean, that fight was a personal one for him. That was the fight. That was, yeah, the, that fight. was the fight. But like I told you, Gilbert Burns, man, looked as good as anybody I've seen in a long time. And I think he's a real problem for Kamaru Usman. Can I just say this? Because everyone gets all crazy when I talk about this, like, oh, you hate Gilbert. Oh, you hate the dominance guys. Shut up. It has nothing to do with Gilbert. This could have been anyone. Mm-hmm. All I'm talking about is we all wanted to see Masvidal versus Usman. By the way, Usman, uh, a dominance guy as well. This has nothing to do with Gilbert. I have a lot of respect for Gilbert. He's been on my show in the past. What he's done this year in particular has been amazing, reinventing himself at 170. There are a lot of great fights for Gilbert right now. If it wasn't for the belt, Leon Edwards, uh, Colby Covington, etc., etc. All I'm saying is, hey, you took the opportunity. Great. Everyone in your shoes as a fighter would take that opportunity if they're presenting you with a fight. And by the way, they did offer Leon Edwards the fight before Gilbert Burns, but he turned it down because of the training situation. So that is important to note as well. Wow, I didn't even know that. So it's yeah, like, yeah. so it's like everybody's like saying, you know, Gilbert Burns, but Gilbert Burns said, okay. Every, yeah, it yeah. sounds like everybody else said no. It sounds like everybody else said no, but Gilbert Burns. Well, I don't know if Masvidal said no per se. Well, it's not like they offered him and he turned it down. He negotiated and they couldn't come to terms. Yeah, Edwards said, Edwards said no because he couldn't get to his gym and felt like he needed okay. better training 
for a title fight. I mean, who knows? You know, it took Edwards so long to get even this to title. Where he is today, yes, that makes yeah. sense. It makes yeah. sense. That that must have been a really tough decision, right, on his part. Holy smokes! One seven in a row and still is fighting eight. for a belt. Eight, eight. No, and That's they crazy. finally offer it to you after everything you've been through, and you have to turn it down because your gym is closed due to pandemic. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure there are fighters out there who would have said yes, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will take fights now because of. You know, it's opportunities to go fight and make money when not many people in the world are making money. So, yeah, just where Listen, we are today. Gilbert Burns took the opportunity. I'm All I'm saying is, and I'm not going to talk about this for the next month. Like, eventually we have to move on. Um, this is just the first time we talk about it since they announced uh, the fight card last week. It's just a bummer, and I hope that we get to see that fight. Now, let me ask you this. I was asked earlier today on ESPN.com, of the three title fights, who is the most pressure on their shoulders my answer was max holloway because i feel like if you lose twice to the champ you're in purgatory right mm-hmm. you're stuck mm-hmm. and we saw what happened when he moved up to 155 he he was a little small for the division against Dustin poirier at least do you agree with me or do you think there's more pressure on i don't know a jose aldo probably last time he fights for the belt or mm-hmm. a newsman what do you think you know i i think maybe uh i think maybe It'll be for me is between Aldo and you know the Usman thing. Um, there's two different reasons for Aldo. Anytime it's your last of anything, especially mm-hmm. fighting for a belt, that's a big that's a big spot. And it's also a big spot being that he can become a two weight champion and all these other things with all the questions about him getting the title fight in the first place. That makes it difficult. Usman because all reports sound like he's leaving this team and um, you know. He's going to train somewhere else and now he's defending his belt against his teammate. That's a big, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pressure comes with fighting someone that you've trained with for a long time. Someone that's going to get to stay home and you're moving out. Like that's another big, big, uh, big factor into the fights. It's just, uh, it, it's, it's between those two. I know what you mean about Max, but the thing about Max is he's in such a tough weight and Volkanovsky isn't a guy that's held the belt for a long time. So we don't know how long he's going to have it. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if Max loses to Volkanovski again, and then Volkanovski isn't the champion, there is reason to say he could fight someone else for the belt. But he won't fight Volkanovski again. He won't fight Alex again if he loses to him. But I just still believe that the weight's so tough and so deep that, what if Zabit wins, right? Say if Zabit fights Volkanovski, and then Max is on a run again. You could right. say Max versus Volkanovski is a fun, exciting fight. So I think those opportunities are still out there for Holloway. I don't know if they will be for Aldo if he uh, if he loses. I think, and he's still fairly young, Jose Aldo, for how long he's been around. So he could still be around for a number of years and never fight for the belt again. Yeah, and one thing people aren't talking about: Aldo fighting at 135 for just the second time in the midst of a pandemic. I mean, he looked very gaunt. He made the weight, right? He made the weight when he made and his fought debut. Well. He fought well too, but man, that could be interesting. That could be interesting. What if he misses the weight? We could, could have you imagine situation. if Aldo doesn't make weight? Oh man! Oh man! That would be a nightmare. That would be an absolute nightmare. Well, after all the criticism of this booking, mm-hmm. right, and not giving it to Aljamain, um, so they're going to do this in this uh, Yaz Island, which I've been to back in 2010 for Anderson versus Damian Maya UFC 112. Cool place, Ferrari World. It's all nice. Um, they're creating a safety zone as they're calling it where it's a 10 mile radius that no one else can enter the, uh, the quote unquote Island. And there's a UFC exclusive hotel, restaurant training facility. So they're really going 
all out. And I heard they still haven't booked the flights for this. I heard that there might be like hubs where you'll, if you live in America, you have to go to Vegas and then you all go together on a charter flight to Abu Dhabi. Or if you're overseas, you have to go to say London and you all fly from there. That's, this is pretty crazy stuff. Like there, there's a chance that people aren't just flying in from all over. They actually have to go to a specific location. Honestly, kind of like you remember. You yes. You remember? <laughs> you remember? You remember? I mean, we talked about ago. this two months ago. Like, do you remember? We talked about this two months ago. That's what I was thinking as you're telling me. I'm like, sounds quite a bit like what I was saying. Maybe I should get a little money for this. Can I get paid? <laughs> paid for the idea? Guess who's still on the card? Who? Sarge? Yeah, Sarge. Kutulab. Kutulab? <laughs> he's not. Kutulab. I don't think he's on July 11th. Kutulab is still not fighting. Fine. Man, you got to be think- kidding me. This man is fighting. Please tell me he's fighting, man. Because you've, you've actually made me another enemy in Ewan. You actually made me another enemy, dog. I mean, come on, man. Oh, here it is. Is he actually, right? Oh, my God. This is amazing. <laughs> Iwan Kuchalaba, according to these reports that I'm seeing, is fighting Magomed and Kalayev at UFC 252 on August 15th. This is my fight? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, according to no. MMA Junkie. That's when that fight oh, is happening. No. Ewan going to be on your card. He's going to take you out. This is going to be I'm like gonna have to go, I'm gonna have to Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding here. He's going to try to oh, take you out before the fight. <laughs> Are you serious? That's what they said. Oh, my goodness. I got to come face-to-face with Ewan <laughs> on my fight week. God dang it. Hey, listen, and there's no way. If this thing's in Vegas, there's no way I'm going to go all week without seeing Ewan at the residence in South Las Vegas. Like, there's no way I'm not going to see him. I wonder if let me let me think about this. I wonder if during fight week for a guy like me who goes to the to Vegas, right? And say I'm fighting at the, the Apex, I wonder if I'm gonna be able to stay at a different hotel opposed to the residence in South before the fight, or if I'm gonna have to stay at the uh same hotel and be Why know, do you bring this up? Because I'm just kinda wondering, right? Because I was when I was commentating I stayed at the residence in South, but I didn't, I didn't have everything I would need if I was going to be, you know, I like to have, you know, access to just move around. And if I need, you know, it's just, it's just different, right? It's a little bit different. So I wonder if I, and I like, like, I'm very superstitious. Every time I fight, I stay at the uh, MGM signature. You know, I would like to kind of stick to my traditions as I get prepared. And I wonder if that's going to be available or if I'm going to be, I'm going to have to stay there. Like, like Are you just worried that you might run into Ewan? Maybe that's the reason for me. If, if I'm not at the hotel, then I ain't got to look at Ewan in the face. The dude be yell, he be yell, the guy that be he's the guy that yells at the weigh-ins and stuff too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Those guys fought before. Remember, it was weird because Ewan's like doing the drunken little drunken thing, and they stopped the fight. <laughs> Yo, he was mad. He was mad. Ewan was mad when that happened. He's fighting the guy again. That's good. The, the Ankalayev kid's really good too. Ankalayev or Ankalov? Uh, Ankalayev. Ankalaev, yeah, Ankalaev. Yeah, he's tough. He's a tough guy. Well, uh, I, I think it bodes well for you because Vegas is reopening, right? So yeah. I think when you were there, the hotels were closed. UFC took over the residence in, so maybe in two months that will change. Um, all right, let's round third here, DC, because I know you got a lot to do, right? You got we're another- at, we're at, we're at 64 minutes right now. I told you-, you, I told you we're going backwards. I told you yes. we're done, but okay, we'll go. Okay, okay. Just a few things. I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, Cynthia Calvillo. Big win for her. 
on Saturday. Now, is she a teammate of yours? Yeah, she trains at AKA full time. She's doing well. I was very, I told, I called Cynthia and the coaches, Ron Kessler, Aunt Doe, Big Papa. I told them that we're very proud of the way they did. They rocked, they rock and rolled out there, man. It was all the, the, you know, Cynthia is one of the younger fighters on the team now, just got the AKA. Ron Kessler starting to take more of a lead as a coach. And Doe was out there. Uh, they, they did big papa. They did really good preparing her and coaching her because if you watched, uh, Jessica, she wasn't fighting her fights. So her coaches had to be really like, get going, you know? But if you looked at Ron and them, they were very calm talking to Cynthia. She walked, looked at them at the end of the first round and was like, mm, I got to do better. And they told her, yeah, just do better. And then she went out there and she did better. We're very proud of her. Good job. Big win for her and also her first win at 125. I think she's a player at 125. Uh, let's not get crazy. She cra- looks small, though. She looks small a little bit, but sure. she did a good she job. She was having trouble grappler. making 115, you know, so this is yeah. better probably. Um, and she could be a smaller 125er. Thank God you weren't on the broadcast because you probably would have been saying that she deserves a title shot like you did when Gilbert Bro, you think that every against- time somebody looks good, I give them a title fight? Yes. Oh, let's, let's skip. Oh, yeah, they're ready. They are ready for a title shot. They were trying to go there. Before the fight, but I don't want to see poor JoJo. Joanne Calder, what, what did she do to get passed over this time? You know, right? Cynthia beat her. Yeah, but she was the number one contender. I understand. I'm just saying, but she has a win over her. So if In I another was to start beating the child, look, I'll be honest with you. I don't like. I don't want to see that fight. Right. I I would prefer her to fight Cynthia to fight again, because I mean, who wants to fight Valentina Shevchenko anyway? Like, right. I mean, come on, man, this is crazy. Like, I was watching the fight Saturday, and I was like, man. You know, Cynthia's gonna have to work on her stand up if she ever wants to fight Valentina because she's so good. But right, yeah. Valentina's we'll on a whole other level. Maybe she fights the winner of Roxanne Modafferi versus Lauren Murphy, which happens uh this weekend at the Apex. Both fighting around the same time. Modafferi looked good in her last fight against Macy Barber, so we'll see what happens there. Uh but in in all, just to put a bow on last Saturday, it was a good card, it was thin, but uh the first three fights were incredible, all finishing yeah. less than a minute, which is a record <laughs> in the UFC. Uh Cool to see Tyson Nam get a, a finish. Uh, Marvin Vittori is just, I don't know. The guy, th- Marvin Vittori thinks I hate him. I don't know what's his problem. He like comes after me on Twitter saying that he wants to, you know, slap me, beat me up. I don't know what I ever did to Marvin Vittori. Mar- mean, Marvin's a bit of an angry guy. You saw Marvin, like Marvin cussed on TV a whole bunch of times. Like I saw he, you can like hardly it, understand what he was saying. ESPN MMA said that Marvin, most of Marvin's interview was not safe for work. So how would I have seen that if I don't follow them? I'm just happy he has a win to hang his hat on because prior to this, it was like his claim to fame, at least what he would always talk about was that he went the distance with Israel Adesanya. Okay, so like, wait, so wait, so wait. I'm just, you know. Now I can kind of see why Marvin wants to beat you up. <laughs> because you say stuff like that. What, what? He has a win. Now to- so he has a win to hang his hat on because before yeah. all he had, his fame was that he lost a close fight. It's like, but that's why you, see, that's what I'm talking about. What? Why would you say that? Now he has oh, a high like, profile so, win. I'm giving him props. Thing. This is a better way to say this to Marvin, right? To where, to make him not want to come and beat you up, right? It's like, Marvin got a big win. I was happy to see him put the Carl Robertson part yeah. behind him. I wrote with that all on the Twitter. Bad blood and everything. I would yeah. just not have mentioned that well, his claim I mean, to fame was losing to Israel. That would have made. He then, speaks then, about that. I don't speak yeah, about it. He still, talks about then, it. Then everybody like here's the, the show, right? And then yeah. they take these things and they they interpret them however they want. So it's like either you're gonna make friends or you're gonna make enemies a little bit. But it's like it's easier to say, well, Marvin has a big win over a guy that he wants to put in the rearview mirror and now he can go forward and not only talk about having that close loss. Yeah, to get it, it just, so now when Marvin hears this, he's probably going to be still mad at you. 
it is going to come at you again. And Marvin Vittori seems like a very angry person. Him Marvin, and Elon. Big kiss. So yeah, you got Elon. <laughs> I got Marvin. It's all a big misunderstanding. It's the new Dahlia. It's the new Dahlia and Gilbert. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I want nothing to do with those guys. I mean, are you kidding me? Marvin Vittori, the guy is like, he's like the ultimate warrior, you know, yes. you know, WrestleMania six, the guys, I don't know what I ever did to him. It, it, listen, he was mad at me before I made this comment. Let's be honest. He thinks I don't give him enough props. It's a weird um, way to try to get on the show and have me interview you by you insulting you know, me and threatening me. He actually said something to me in the fighter meeting once. He walked in and told me that I was way on – maybe it was Izzy's side when I called their fight oh, or something. What a I don't shock. know. What a shock. Yeah, I was like way on their side or something. Yeah, I, I've, I've been getting that quite a bit in fighter meetings now. The fighters talk about the way that I called the fight. It's so weird. I'm like, guys, I only was calling it the way I saw it. Why do you think I don't make predictions anymore? It's because I'm so happy I don't pick predictions. Well, you'll you'll start to get it now doing this show, right? You're starting to get that heat being called all sorts of things: white knight, this, that, and the other. Here's Fighters the are very sensitive. They're very the very issue. sensitive. Yes, I'm the one guy in the media that he might hit you. <laughs> you know, so it's like I can gotta be careful with me because I'm in the media, but I can still hit you. So you hit better not pick leg. on me too much, huh? You hit him with that double leg, or just like hit him. Like the double leg or just hit him, you know? So like I can fight too. So like I can be the protector of you guys, not all media because some people deserve it, but I'll take care of you. You're like my brother. You know, I got, so I'm trying to protect you from Darren Till. I'm going to protect you from Marvin Vittori, but you can't make too many enemies, man. All right. Uh, speaking of double leg, shout out to Mar Merab Diwalishvili. That guy's oh, that incredible. That is in shape, huh? 13 takedowns in that fight, 52 in his career, more than John Jones, Sean Shirk, all these guys. John Jones has 90 takedowns, according to UFC stats. This guy's halfway there in six fights. John Jones has 20-something fights. He is a beast at 135. I just and- love hearing the guys pump up Marab before it's like, yeah, Marab, God, all those New York. Hey, those guys are on the roll right now, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them. I love that. I love that Al is out there kind of leading the team because Ray and Matt are back right. home. And I love seeing the support from Matt and Ray on social media as those guys are kicking butt over there. Man, their little team is rocking and rolling. Proud of those guys. I'm happy for them. Um, Ray Borg, we want to send our best to him. Yes. Uh, he had to go back home uh, because of his son. So we hope that everything is is okay there and that they're, they're doing all right. And obviously uh, he made the right call. It's great that he's able to be there with his son and, and look out for him. Uh, also want to give a shout out to Misha Tate who had her second yeah, child yeah, at home Damn. unexpectedly at home. at home. How about that? A, uh, tough. Hey, uh, tough. Misha's yeah. tough, right? Not anybody can just give birth to their baby at home. Misha Tate can. So congratulations to the champ. You know, it was awesome. Shout out to uh, Hunter Hurst Helmsley, who recently said, we haven't really talked about this, that he'd love to be in the uh, D.C. business. I oh, saw boy. that comment. Hey, yeah, that's our guy right boy, there. Triple H. Paul hey, Paul hey, it feels good to be wanted. Hey, so, man, listen, when people say, D.C., you suck, just know that D.C. has a seven-figure broadcasting career, you know, right after I'm done with the fighting. So I'm hey, good over here. Just a small message to Paul uh, over there in Stanford. It's a package deal. You oh, know yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Hey, 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 we're ringside for WrestleMania 42, and we throw it back to who? Ariel Hawani in the back, who's with Roman Reigns for the main event. That's, you know, that's how we rock and roll it, baby. It's a package that's deal. How we it's a we package throw it deal. ringside to DC and Hawani. You know yes. what I'm saying? It's a package deal, Paul. I just want to let you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Times have changed, my man. Oh, uh, man. And uh, one, uh, two more shout-outs. A shout-out to our guy, Action Bronson. He's in the new film, 
The King of Staten Island. Have you seen this movie? I want to watch it, man. It just popped up on my uh my my uh, TV last night. I'm gonna probably watch it sometime this week. It's I'm great. excited about it. I like it's Pete great. Pete uh Davidson. Pete Davidson. He's funny. He's very yeah, he's funny. funny. And action is in it. I I didn't know that he was in it. He just pops up towards. Did the Did you end. watch it? I watched it. Yes. Was it good? I have to say. I love the movie. Number two, I don't go to movie theaters. I haven't been to a movie theater in like five years. I like this whole thing where we now get the new releases at home. You never have to you leave You pay 20 houses. bucks every time you want to watch it, though. That's all good. If that's very dangerous for life, trolls. Yes. That's very dangerous for Trolls 2 World Tour. <laughs> trolls 2 World Tour. That's very dangerous when those movies come out because those kids watch them so many times. Over. They don't get. They think it's like you know Disney Plus where they can watch it over and over again. How many times did you buy Trolls 2? Twice. That's it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Zori, my niece Zori was there whenever it came out. Eight times. Oh my god. <laughs> Eight times she watched Trolls 2. At one point, Daniel's pressing buy again. I had to hit the remote out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is dangerous. It'd be great if they can record it, but I guess that would be illegal. Um anyway, shout out to Action Bronson and go watch the movie. It's a great movie. And one last one, if I can. Hey, it's it's not really a shout out, it's an apology. I have to apologize to my mom. She was very sad that I talked about the peak peak last week. Very sad, very upset. <laughs> she wants me to tell the world that she used the other side of the peak peak. Not oh, the so she side. didn't stab you. Listen, I'm not going to argue with her publicly here. My memory is a little different, but she was very upset that I brought this up. My sister called me. No. I mean, yes, my sister called me. Your it, sister was like, oh, my God, the peak peak sucks so bad, didn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> my sister called me about how dare you talk like this. She's no, like, they attacked you? Yes, they were very mad. So I, can I just no, apologize? No, you got to be kidding me. I'm serious. They were mad at me. Because you, I, I, I had to call her and say, are you really mad? You know, it's the show. You know, we're just having fun. You know, people like when you talk about your childhood. Some Dahlia, things are stuff. off limits, Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> My child abuse was my child abuse is absolutely off limits. We didn't like, think you would remember that, so I just wanted to apologize. Do you want to apologize to your mom for the switch comments, or no? Absolutely oh. not. Like it was part of it. Absolutely happened. And there was a show I watched on BET yesterday. It's something I can't remember the name of it, but it's something about like uh, God, I can't remember the name of the show. But they were talking about certain things that came in black childhoods, and they brought up the switch. I'm telling you this. So I was watching it. I told Selena, I go, wow, the switch was part of everybody's childhood. So no, I'm not apologizing to Audrey Cormier because she beat me with that switch on a number of occasions in my childhood. So sorry. So where's you going to apologize to your mom and let her off the hook? I'm not letting my mom off the hook. All right. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror at yourself. What's your mom's name? Uh, Penina. Penina, look yes. at the mirror. She's a little Ariel. Hey, Penina, listen, yeah. and you got to think about, look at what you did to your son. You shaped him, and now he's so skittish and scared because of you poke-poking and whatever that thing was called. Hey, peek, peek. First of all, <laughs> yeah. I ain't no skittish and scared, all right? Yeah, you're I'm scared right of Darren Till. You're scared of Darren Till. Hey, they can all you're get You're scared it, of right? Marvin Vittori, too. You no. said two times this show, you got you 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 openly said that you're scared of Marvin Vittori and Iwan Kutilawa. Like, that's two dudes you're afraid of. So that's because of, that's all because, that's because of your mama. What's your mama's name again? Penina. 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 Yeah, Penina, look what you did to your son. <laughs> I'll tell you who I'm not scared of. Ben Askren. Dylan Dennis. I'm not scared of any of those Ben Askren guys. alone, man. <laughs> hey, and Dylan Dennis is, is uh, Dylan Dennis can talk, talk, talk. But the other day, man, he went on a picture of my boy Kyle Crutchmer. Oh. And he said something. That's a dangerous game, Dennis. Don't you mess with this dude. What do you say? Crutchman. What do you say? 
He called Kyle Crutchman a cheerleader. He said, oh, it was a picture of three dudes. He goes, who's the cheerleader in the middle? Hey, let me tell you wow. something. Don't mess with Crutchman. Crutchman is, is, and he's in Bellator. So he's in Bellator. Yeah, let's got, book it. You know, let's book it. You know, Crutchman versus Dennis. Let's make it happen. Let's see what's going to happen. So if these guys want to would call, tear him apart, huh? Crutchman would destroy him. But let what weight does he fight. fight at? 170? 170. Yeah. Oh, perfect. What does fight? 150? 170. Oh yeah, let them dudes go. Hey, Coker, let them dudes go. I didn't realize it. I thought yeah. Dennis fought one forty-five. No, 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 one seventy. Oh, hey, Coker, let these dudes go, man. Crutchman versus Dennis, man, make it happen. That's a big time fight. Although he well, is not uh, big time. I mean, let's not get crazy here. Well, you know, Crutch is barely getting started. Dennis is barely getting started. But I think it's a fun fight between uh, prospects. Let them dudes get after it. All right, uh, we're out of time. We're done. We're done. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> hey, we weren't supposed to have a show this week, so this has been great. Wait, wait, what? Well, I don't want to get too into it. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. You be careful. <laughs> hey, you better be careful. All, all I'll say is I was very happy when they announced the uh, the Stipe DC3 fight because that meant we got a show. Hey, I'm, hey I'll so be why here. would we not have a show? Listen, if we don't have it. shows, fans, listen, guys, you know I love yeah. you. Yeah. Don't let it's don't let fault. us get canceled, guys. Don't let us get canceled. Not even for one week. We need to be uh, on hey. every week. We need to be in your life every week. August tenth and August seventeenth. You heard it here first. Clip it off. Yeah. Well, you know that if I lose, it's gonna be I get away. You know, like sometimes no, no. I'm like it, that'll no, make the I'm show. I'm not gonna lose. I'm not. You're gonna not lose. gonna. Hey, bro, listen to this. Like I'm so I'm in such better shape this time. I'm in so much better shape physically. I'm so much better. Hell, I'm, my health is so much better. I'm just mentally where I need to be. Like, I feel so confident going into this rematch. I can't wait. It's going to be huge. And I, I can't wait to see all the uh, IG stories this week of you reposting people that, you know. Oh, well, well, you should bear. see the next one. You should oh. see the next one I'm going to post. It's me and little Daniel. Daniel did his first sauna yesterday, bro. Oh, man. He actually he? was Seven, he's nine. He's nine. He should be. Eight years old, they said putting a kid in the sauna is very good for them. It's good for their mental development. It's good for their physical development. And they said as they get older, being able to sit in a sauna allows them to learn how to regulate their body temperature. Right? Oh. So it's good. Okay. It's good well, it looks like you got quite the setup there. One of these days, I'd, I'd love to check it out. Be inviting Gilroy, not San Jose, as I uh, mistakenly said at the top of the show, but uh, it has been fun, and I'm excited. August 15th is the fight this Saturday. The UFC is back on ESPN and ESPN Plus. Curtis Blades against Alexander Volkov. Big we'll talk about fight. that big time fight in your division, in your weight class. I mean, big if fight. you beat Stipe, there's a very good chance they'll offer you that guy, and you'll be fighting till 50 like Bernard Ooh. Hopkins. You know what I mean? You and Curtis <laughs> is a big time fight. You're you and tripping. Curtis is a big time fight. Razor hey, Blades. Hey, hey, listen, I fight guy. <laughs> Let me not say that. Say I was going to say some disrespectful stuff again, dog. That's happened to me before. On a number of times, there's been a number of times where I've said some disrespectful stuff to people, and then they always come after me. So I'm not saying that, man. I know what you were going to say, but I won't say it. <laughs> what do you think I was going to say? You want me to say it? Yeah, try to say it. You were going to say, if I'm still fighting the razor blades of the world at this age, I said that wrong. one time, and then I had to fight Vulcan Ozdemir. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, I'll just say, like, hey. <laughs> I was gonna say I start fighting people like that's not as well known. They'll start. I'll be in the same situation as Ori Masvidal trying to get oh, more money. No. <laughs> oh. I want more money. I'm like, man, pay me because it's not gonna fight. It's not gonna sell. You know, so 
Thank you very much to Modelo. Thank you, Corporate Jake. Thank you, TST. Uh, thanks to DC, of course, for joining us. Uh, good luck training this week, and we'll do it all again this time next week. All right? My man. Peace. We're out of here.